This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, your podcast host, and this is episode 210. This week, I'm catching up with Emily and Amy Chung, also known as the Rangoon Sisters. Doctors by day, supper club hosts by night, Emily and Amy are making it their mission to put Burmese food on the culinary map. We talk all about the sisters' food journey, from learning traditional dishes with their mum and grandma, to setting up their first supper club in a pub, and writing a new cookbook which celebrates their favourite Burmese dishes and adds a few twists of their own. Thanks for coming to chat to us today. Hi. Hello. Hello. You can speak. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought um, it'd be great to have you on. We've got one of your recipes in our yes. Olive Magazine August issue, the Burmese fried chicken, which we'll talk about later. Right. But I just wanted to, you got such a fascinating story and um, Alice, uh, your publicist, sent me over a PDF of the book. So I've been reading oh. that and marking up some of the recipes to make. I've got my own, the egg curry, because I'm obsessed <gasps> with egg curries we love, as well. We love the egg curry, so great. I know. I just love a simple yeah. thing that you've got the ingredients exactly. for in your cupboard. So I, I, I earmarked that one straight away. Good choice. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to talk a little bit about your journey. Um, obviously, a lot of the book is about family and history. So like, what, what are your first cooking memories from when you were small? I've, I was thinking about this. I've got quite, um, yeah, it was quite a big moment. It, it was a really, it was a memory that I've had from when I was really quite small and when I used to stay around our grandmas and she used to babysit us. And it's just this memory of being completely sort of suffocated <laughs> by, um, <laughs> okay. and having to run out the house as my grandma was frying chilies. Oh and, God, and just completely yeah. fumigating the entire house with the chilies. And I was just like, what is this? What is this fog that's spreading <laughs> around the house? Yeah, it was It was like being like a pepper spray effect in the house. And I, I remember because yeah. it was quite a lot smaller and she was oh crying, God. her eyes were streaming. <laughs> so that's because I think grandma is obviously one of our big cooking influences yeah. and certainly remember yes. spent a lot of time with her after school and we'd come home and she'd be cooking Burmese yeah. dishes. Um, obviously not chili now, but I think when you're little, it's kind of a bit overwhelming. Especially that sense as um, well of, you know, when I, I know um, it, it's just, it just gets in your eyes oh, and yeah. up your nose yeah. and you literally can't yes. get away from it. Yes. Yeah. But I think the other thing I remember from her and mum from cooking memories as children is mm. onions. Yeah. 
So lots of frying of onions, whether that's from cooking Burmese curries, but also, you know, bolognese. I think that's one of the first things I remember learning to cook was just a bolognese and chopping up onions and carrots and garlic. I think, yeah, I think it was one of the first things I I think I learned bolognese and then I (laughs) I went off and made a lasagna and thought I was like a genius cook for putting that together. It's funny though, because you have got like an entire it's not an entire chapter but you've got a section devoted to frying onions which I'm a big fan of oh, I think it's good it's great that we like this is perfect <laughs> for you yeah it's perfect basically if you, you if you can't if you're not comfortable with onions you're gonna yeah. struggle but I think most people yeah. <laughs> but anyway if, if you're not comfortable with onions there's a whole um double page spread which explains exactly mm. how to get to grips with yes. them um so you said you mentioned your Burmese grandma so she, was she the person that you learned to cook from or was it your mum or was it your other gran um what, what were the influences I think it was mainly mum and and mm. grandma I, and the funny thing is obviously in writing the cookbook is getting those quantities and yeah. Uh, quantities right because you kind of watch them growing up and they put this and yeah. that in there's no precision at all no measurements no such thing as a tablespoon or weighing of anything <laughs> no. it's it's this and that and then they taste it and mm. you need a little bit more of this and a little bit more of that and I think for some of them you know we've we tried to watch them you have to watch them yeah. like a hawk because they will add things without letting you know and sometimes they don't even remember what they put in and it's, it's like they're sort of in, in a, a trance yeah in a trance yeah and they're just Without adding this thinking. and that and, and you're did you add this yeah did you add I thought I'm sure this goes in it and, and they'll be like oh I don't know did it so yeah yeah, I think I think that is classic grandma cooking. Mm. My my grandma we were talking about the other week. She used to she used to mm. bake um cakes and bread and everything and not use scales. And I was and these days it's like everyone goes, Oh, bacon's a science and I was like, My grandma used to knock out Gosh. some pretty good cakes. Wow. Just, you know. Well, I think for baking, yeah, to know it. For yeah. baking, I would I would be I nervous. mean she wasn't making yeah. patisserie or anything. It was it was like a Victoria <laughs> sponge, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Um so what's innate and, skill? And, and, yeah. Um, it, apart from sort of bolognese, what were the first kind of things that you remember sort of cooking yourselves? Or was it, or were you like the helper in the kitchen rather than the... I think probably when we were younger, we were the helpers probably more so. Yeah. Um, but actually it was sort of soon <laughs> we started yeah. taking over the kitchen to be honest, because I have quite early memories of just both of us two sort of being in the kitchen. Um, yeah. We took over the Christmas sort of lunch fairly soon oh, I amazing. think and mum was quite happy to give that over to yeah, us yeah I bet she was <laughs> she was like okay it's well, my we'll dream. Let, leave you to it I'll just like relax while you go and sort everything out in the kitchen so yeah we we you know we would plan the Christmas lunch really like we'd be looking yeah. through lots of magazine articles good housekeeping and and yeah. <laughs> and all the Nigella books and everything and planning yeah. it to a, you know having making sure that we had like this amazing big lunch and so yeah we were yeah. We used to doing that from quite a young age I think actually soon taking over and you know yeah I think from helping and like I remember my our dad was Chinese and okay you know they used to entertain a lot and I remember all, all of us sitting around and wrapping mm. up wontons oh, you know wow. filling them up and sealing them up and it'd be like a production line of that and then soon you I mean, they obviously trusted yeah. us because then we let they let us just Amazing. do it. I love the fact that you got you got hold of the Christmas lunch. Did did you kind of 
did you go very traditional or did you bring in some Chinese Burmese things into the, the lunch too? Yeah, I think generally we're quite yeah. traditional, except uh, what what I we really I still really like to do this is you know when you've mm. had the, the tin that the meat's yeah. been in, and then we'd always have leftover. We still do always have leftover rice mm. in the fridge, and so we would. I, I remember Dad would get the leftover rice and then um, put it in the mm. tin with all the juices and or you know and and then mush it up and then you'd have you know your roast oh. potatoes and everything and then. This kind of really tasty mm, rice is the best, <laughs> well. actually. Asha, it, you're making me crave it now because I haven't had it all. Yeah, while, I'm, but, but double carbs. I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> I haven't yeah. had breakfast, so that's make my stomach's actually just growling at the thought thought of that. It's it's weird because you also mentioned rice in the book, and you say it's it's like the cornerstone of you know Burmese mm. food. It's like yeah. rice is there, yep. rice is present at, at most meals, I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, you see like mounds of it on the table, and you're just like, how can you eat all that rice? (laughs) But like they, you know, when we were in Burma just at the end of last year, yeah, everybody just eats and eats and eats it all. Don't know how they, yeah, they stay so thin. Tell us, yeah, tell us about when you went back to Burma for the first time because you were you were quite. I mean, you were both adults by then, mm. weren't you, when you returned to visit? What was it like? What was the, was it quite overwhelming? Did you feel an instant connection? I mean, I mean, it was obviously a really, really big moment for us because for years, yeah. you know, you hear all the things about Burma just from mum and from grandma seeing photos and just from what their accounts are. But actually being in the place, you know, and seeing all these famous landmarks and just being mm. around you know just for Burmese people it you know yeah. it's really amazing really exciting for us really eye-opening um and for mum particularly because she hadn't been back for over 40 years wow you know so it was so emotional really yeah. for her as well and we all went back together as a family so I think it was really good that we could do that all together as well yeah yeah, yeah you, I think you said in the book yeah. there was she had a pickled tea leaf salad, oh, which yeah. kind of made her well up because the the memory sense of being there. Definitely, I think that's mm. it's it's interesting how food has a lot. You know, food in itself is, you know, can be, have so many memories and those familiar yeah. tastes. You know, it, being back in a place like that, yeah, yeah, takes you back. Takes you takes yeah. you back. I think it took her back to her you know mm. growing up and you know lots of the food mm. did and you know that hadn't changed those things were still there and they mm. tasted the same and although we'd have we'd sort of take eaten obviously eaten it in England but there's something quite I don't know just a bit different about having it there in in yeah. the kind of environment and it just tastes <laughs> so good and being a bit yeah. warmer and around um you know the atmosphere yeah. and everything was really cool. nice um so I, I mentioned in the um in the intro you're both doctors <laughs> you managed to, how did you mm. how on earth did you manage to balance um because I imagine you're pretty busy as doctors day to day and you managed to set up a supper club I mean how on earth did that happen how did it come about so we both went to a supper club in um that someone was sort of set had set up where they were having different different types of food every couple of weeks so we went to one and we just sort of got chatting to the organizer and I think it wasn't there wasn't really much 
thinking about it. We, I think Amy and I just thought, well, we could do this with Burmese food because people, you know, it's not that easy to get Burmese food um, in London. <laughs> Why don't we do one? And the organiser said, yeah, okay. It's very crazy, us. isn't it? Yeah. Thinking about that, really. Yeah. And I think, you know, now when people ask us, oh, how would, you know, how, what would you do to start off a supper club? And I might say, oh, you know, start small. Mm invite 10 people around but actually we just launched in. In, um, an event for 60, 60 people yeah on the first night and wow. yeah and I mean we I think it was partly that we just wanted to see if we could rise to the challenge yeah. in a way um and but somehow we did it worked it worked it worked <laughs> out despite all the chaos of the uh of the evening dishing out everything um yeah you know we at the end of it they wanted to actually they were asking us to come outside of the kitchen and we were like oh okay oh. say something they were saying say something <laughs> and then we, we came out and then everybody was just really all the guests were really lovely they wanted to sort of personally say thank you and and say how much Aww. they enjoyed the food and we were like gosh okay so this must have gone well then uh, <laughs> so I think yeah after this you know it was a challenge and people obviously ended up enjoying it so I think from you know we just kept going after that because obviously there was people wanting to taste Burmese food and they yeah there's a lot of interest so it all can you can you explain for people who are unfamiliar with Burmese food what a tip because you said it's it's usually like a spread of different dishes can you explain what what you would normally have within that spread okay yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess typically if you think about the meal, it would be lots of dishes all on a table together. So you eat mm. all eaten at the same time and you would have a selection of curries. So that could be meat or fish curries, seafood curries. And then you'd also have these epic Burmese salads on the table as mm. well. Um, you, you might have a lapetho, so the tea leaf salad, or you can have an aubergine salad. Um and then you have obviously lots of rice alongside that. Um, yeah. You'd also probably have a soup. Um, always tend to sort of have quite a, it, it's kind of more like a very clear, brothy soup, quite a simple oh, okay. soup. But usually sometimes in Burma, they use it sort of, they'll have a little sip sort of in between t- uh, sort of mouthfuls of curry and salads. Okay. Um, and then you'll also have, you know, a, a vegetable platter sort of lots of um, raw vegetables for dipping into like a really rich sour sauce usually as well so a uh, lots of different a uh, variety of dishes all on the table together yeah and little little dishes of kind of pickled mm. veg um crispy shrimpy condiments to add so you can kind of have a real mix yeah. of tastes in one Fantastic. meal just um, textures, textures as well you yeah. like textures and you can kind of make your meal whatever oh yeah if you're like into the the heat or the sourness you definitely. can kind of sour yes. it up or, definitely yes yeah. more if you want if you're into your heat from chili you can have it more chili or you're not it's quite flexible stick around for more from emily and amy including some of their favorite Burmese dishes to try um you've got a a handy glossary in the book as well which there's a lot of explanation about certain ingredients um you know within mm. Burmese cuisine can we talk about a few of those that I've, n- I've not come about before you've mentioned lapet a couple of times yes which is the pick- mm. is that pickled tea leaf it is yes so I mean that's definitely something that's unique 
to to Burma. And it's, I mean, it's, it's tea that's been pickled over a you know certain amount of time, and it sort of becomes um, intensely flavoured. I, I find it hard to describe. It's it's um, quite unique. It's very slightly okay. bitter, but um, has umami. It's when you mix it up with, you know, to make it into the salad. So that would be with, um, you have fresh mm. cabbage um, and mm. crunchy, crispy beans, garlic and mm. nuts. Um, and then with lime, chili, garlic oil, um, and you can add a bit of fresh tomato as well. So it's kind of fresh. You get the caffeine hit from wow. the tea. <laughs> um, it's a really delicious thing to have usually at the end of yeah. meal. Um, and I think people are always really surprised by it when yeah. they have it. We usually have it every supper club and they're really surprised by it because, you know, to be honest, the pickle tea, obviously the appearance of just the pickle tea is not necessarily the most mm. beautiful thing because it's obviously kind of a bit dark. And a yeah. bit <laughs> but when you combine it like that, it's, it's really, um, delicious, the textures and the, just, I mean, how I, I always find it really hard to describe. <laughs> it is hard. I think it like, is really would, hard to describe, and everybody because well, yeah, it's unique, isn't it? Yeah. Because we've had people at the supper clubs who, after they've tasted it, they're like, "It reminds me of a pesto or like oh. a cheese," and I'm like, "Really? Ooh. Can't say I've had that." But I think people, you know, yeah. doesn't for me, it doesn't. Yeah. But I think it's definitely unique. I mean, it's so. I think that yeah, that's definitely one thing that. And you can, you know, in terms of getting it here now, you can get it yeah. online here, which is really So you good. buy it, like, in, is it in a jar or in a pack? In or? A, usually in a jar. It comes in a jar. Like ready or, pickled. Someone's done, done all the work for yeah. you. Yeah. All done. Someone's done the work. <laughs> all done. Yeah. And you can, you can, and you know, you can, you can mm. buy the crunchy bean mix. You can, I mean, we've got a recipe to make the mix at, in, nice. in the book. Um, so, you know, it's really easy and it's nothing that's hard to get yeah. hold of and you can just fry it yeah, up yourself but you can buy it if you feel yeah <laughs> and then you mentioned dried shrimp before as well I think that features quite oh, yes. heavily yes I mean I think that's one that's probably one of the primary tastes in Burmese food mm. as well as that that saltiness that you get from that from a mm. dried shrimp or or a shrimp paste or fish sauce so all those elements, you know, are quite feature quite heavily in, in Burmese cuisine as well. Yeah. Um, so you get that saltiness. And those, I mean, you can get, you know, from most Asian supermarkets, yeah. you can get those mm. items from anyway. And fish sauce you yeah. can get in most supermarkets, I think. Exactly, anyway, yeah. So, you know, that's all yeah. accessible and, uh, you know. I think the... I think that the, 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 the mm. appeal of, you know, shrimp or fish paste is kind of, uh, because that a lot of that is made in um, the, in the south of Burma, where our grandparents mm-hmm. come from. So it's kind of a big a big thing from from where where big they deal. where their roots are. So it's, yeah. you know that's that's kind of oh nice yeah, it's a nice connection, isn't it? I think as well. Yeah. Um, so just talking about the book, how did how did you start thinking? When did the idea first come? Let's do books, or did someone approach you after one of the supper clubs? I, I mean, I think um, I, I remember people had asked, "Would you ever do a book?" And we we thought, "Well, yeah, mm. we'd love to," but I, I don't think we necessarily thought that would become a reality. And then I, I think because we had a, had had a bit more 
um, <clears throat> presence, you know, a bit more things coming out in, in the press and then the, the, the restaurant critic Grace Dent had our food and had been really That's positive great. about it, which was amazing. So after that, I think sort of opportunities mm. came. <laughs> Uh, the opportunity became a reality that you know we got asked whether we would like to, to do mm. a book and of course we really yes embraced it because it was you know it's no better way to kind of be able to document what mm. we've done and to be able to share it and you know ultimately I think we want to sh- the whole reason of doing supper clubs is to yeah. share our love for Burmese food and to get people to try it and to love it too and so this is just the perfect way to mm. be able to share that it's like our love story to mm. our family mm. and our food and it really so comes across in yeah. the book as well you know reading it there was so much in all of the introductions Aww. and chapters that really kind of resonated and made me feel like I was kind of you were like drawing me in with your story and then I was getting to the rest and the recipes um, I think it was Martin Poole that shot them. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. I mean, the book is stunning Aww. and the food looks thank stunning you. as well. So, no, thank you thank for making you. it. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it's, a gift, it's a gift for Aww. us um, food editors to have, um, you know, to be able to like use a recipe from a book and just have such beautiful pics. Um, yeah. Tell us about... Well, we're, we're just really... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and talented. Come on, big yourself up. <laughs> Um, tell us about some of the recipes from the book. What are, what are your favourites? I know you mentioned Grace Dent. Had she she tried your isn't Mahinga mm. the mm. Um, because that's that's a really um, particular dish to Burma, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, that's a really you know important dish. It's it's the national dish of Burma, and so you find it everywhere all across the country. Um, and it is you know it's a really delicious dish. Um, and you get basically a bowl of, of rice vermicelli noodles on the bottom and then you get this really mm. aromatic um, fish-flavoured broth that you pour on top. Wow. And then you have all the condiments on top, which we said is really important in Burmese cuisine. Yeah. So you get the lime for some more freshness and zinginess. You get chilli for the spice. And then you get this wonderfully crispy deep-fried um, sort of chana dal fritter that you also have on top mm. for extra texture and then you get a boiled egg as well for a creaminess Amazing. so all of that together you know <laughs> together, makes yeah. this you know epic bowl um, of deliciousness um and it's no wonder that's no national dish of burma because you know, we, re- yeah. we think it's really great um, and it represents everything oh, that yeah, you were talking yeah, about like all of the exactly. flavors and all of the yeah you can make it your own again you know um depending on what sort of flavors you like primarily so yeah yeah it's great it's great and and I was going to mention because I keep seeing it pop up everywhere on Instagram, oh. including like Cassie, who's my colleague oh. on BBC Good Food, oh, made yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That your co- your coconut chicken noodles. Mm. Um, mm. Sorry, I, I don't have the Burmese name to hand, but um, it's, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of gone viral, hasn't it? Everyone started making yeah, it. That's amazing. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. It's it's so nice to see other people make make dishes of ours and yeah so that that's Onokao's wear I think that's definitely one of our family yeah. favorites we'd have it often for birthdays and celebrations it's and that's the it's kind of more egg noodles and on and on top of that you have a coconut chicken soup which is mm. warming rich comforting 
And then again, you would have, you can have some boiled egg, uh, soft boiled eggs, uh, lime, and then crispy mm. fried noodles. So again, you have that texture with the softness mm. and the heat and the comfort. It's a real comfort food, something that you can dress up for celebrations, but also just have in the week if you just need a bit of warmth yeah. after a hard day. And um, I think the other, you know, we, it's kind of a dish that we had just have a lot of you know memories from birthdays and parties and competing to see how many bowls we could all eat and you know, all those kind of things that we do as children. Fantastic. What's what are some of your other favorites from the book? I think I'll let Amy give give over first, but one of mine is is a is that is maybe a bit of a controversial one but it's uh the chinese dough sticks or i mean in in burma they call them each oh, okay. way. um but they're sort of more of a, i think chinese origin it's like a long donut almost like a donut dough stick which is deep fried it's crispy it's light mm. uh, i i think why I, that stands out to me is because it's something that my dad our dad absolutely mm. loved and he'd be really chuffed that we included it yeah of those in and it's and I guess it's it sort of reflects the fact that in Burma there's a lot of influences from other yeah. uh, cuisines surrounding it. So Chinese, Indian food you can mm. get there. So and and the other thing is that you know you can have it sweet. So in Burma often you'd have it mm. dipped. You know that people just dip it dip it in condensed mm. milk. And yes. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, you, you can have it in in ours and dad would have it you know with yeah. congee in a sort of chinese Amazing. way in a more yeah. savory fashion so i think it's kind of a win or thing fantastic but can be easy you can probably have some more traditional um, what about you amy yeah uh, one of the dishes that i read really, yeah one of the dishes that probably is one of my favorites as well is is a salad dish which mm. is anything but your typical salad um <laughs> so it's called tamilatho and it's a it's, it's rice salad and um, basically, I think it's it's a dish that we've had a lot in sort of growing oh. up. We tend to have it sort of me, Emily, mum and grandma. We'd all have it together. Um, and basically you get sort of, again, a number of dishes on a table. Um, it would be you'd get some rice, you'd get <laughs> noodles, egg noodles, and then uh, often vermicelli noodles as well. Potatoes. Okay, or cooked, or cooked, right? <laughs> um, we also call this carb fest salad as well, so you'll see why. Um, I love it. And then you get all the condiments to flavour all these sort oh, of wow. items. So you'd get tamarind, you get uh, dried shrimp, chili, fish sauce, um, and you get garlic oil, toasted gram flour, which is another thing that was, is used a lot in Burmese cuisine, actually, toasted oh, gram yeah. flour, which adds a sort of nuttiness and texture to nice. things. So you'd have all of these spread out on a table and then what you do is you basically take a bit of each and you put it into your yeah. own plate and you mix up again depending on oh, nice. how you like sort of flavours and whether you like, you know, a lot of potato more than noodles and everybody makes their own bowl and has, you know, every bowl will be different basically. Fantastic. Um, and it just reminds me of sort of getting together, sharing food. Um, yeah. And I think it also reflects how Burmese cuisine is with all the sort of different textures, different yeah. flavours and how amazing salads are again. Yeah. <laughs> we look, I, love a, I love a salad, especially when it's made up of 90% carbs. Yeah. Who could say no to that? <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> um, we are, yeah, it, next, when this comes out, mm. um, it'll be next week, which is the, thir the 31st. <clears throat> I believe you've got a virtual supper club happening that day. 
Is that right? Yes. We do. Um, so it might be too yes. late for people to join it, but I'm hoping that, you know, you'll keep doing them or they'll be able to go to your... What's the, what's the setup then? Are people going to go and buy the ingredients and then join the supper club and cook together or how does it work? So um, they... So fortunately, so, someone else is doing the cooking. Okay. So, and there's this um, company, London Kitchen Deliveries, oh. they've sort of set up a food delivery in London since lockdown. So they have um, curated a menu based on <clears throat> recipes from the oh, book, fantastic. really nice yeah. menu of dishes. And then they will deliver them in, uh, you know, on, on the Friday. And then we've set up a Zoom for that evening. If you know, People don't have to join us, but they can do. And some of um, the team from... Ebury, who don't live in London, will be mm. cooking the, the dishes cool. as well and eating them with us. I mean, I guess yeah. we'll, have we'll, to, we'll have to do some cooking as well. <laughs> we'll have to do some cooking, yeah. Because, um, I mean, and who knows what's going to happen in terms of yeah. future supper clubs. Obviously, we hope that we will go back to some kind of normality yeah, at some definitely. point. But I think this is a nice way of, of, of being able to continue. And we, I think the, the next thing we, well, we are definitely going to do is some cook along. That's great. Yes. Cool. So, um, yeah. where can people find out about them? I think the best thing to do is to sign up to our okay. newsletter or just follow Instagram. us on Instagram. Is probably so that, you know, Instagram is just the quickest I, way. I, of kind I of agree. Yeah. Stuff definitely. Out there. Every everyone I follow on Instagram, that's where you get the news exactly. first. So is that that'll be like at, is that at Rangoon Sisters? Yes. On Instagram, yes, yes. and then what's your yeah, um, yeah. website called? Is it just Rangoon Sisters? It's just rangoonsisters.com, um, and then you, that's where you can sign right. up for the mailing okay. list. But um, I, I, and the cook along, there's the first one is on the 15th yes. of August, isn't it, Amy? And that's that's all uh, we're doing that in aid of um, Medical Action Myanmar, okay. which is a NGO in 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 Myanmar, who we both volunteered with um, doing oh, medical amazing. training. Okay. Well, that's so, great. And, and, and this is nice, out on the 31st, nice so people yes. will be in plenty of time to, oh, yes. to join there that There should up. still be time. Oh, yeah. There should be time to, to, to get yeah. on. And, and um, it's all going to kind of supporting um, setting up cervical cancer screening well, and treatment. Um, so that will be a good... That's a great one as well. So... Um, Again, when the when this podcast comes mm. out, your book would have been out a whole day because it's been published on the 30th of yes. July. It's so exciting. Yes. Um, so people should have their physical copies yes. by then. Um, so wait. it's published on 30th of July by Ebury. Um, it's called The Rangoon Sisters. Did I? Rangoon Sisters? Rangoon Girls? Sorry, girls, I'm getting all Rangoon confused. Sisters, Rangoon, Rangoon Sisters. Rangoon Sisters. Rangoon I said Rangoon it? Girls, didn't I? Sorry. Um um yeah and your recipe for Burmese fried chicken which oh, has yeah. a very it's not a secret ingredient but it's the it's the, the rice flour in the batter is the thing that I think makes it like super crunchy mm. and I've never come across that before so I absolutely love that with a fantastic like sour tamarind based dipping sauce that's out in Olive yeah. Mag which is on the 5th of August but um but yeah thank you so much for coming to chat to us today okay. and really good luck with everything thank that's going you. on in the future and maybe keep in touch and thank come so back much. on again when you're oh, doing yeah. something else well, we, look, we look forward to seeing your dishes yeah. that you've prepared yeah. that you've got marked <laughs> yeah, I'll be posting them don't worry <laughs> yeah curry is coming yeah Emily Amy thank you thank so much you. thank you so that was the Olive Magazine podcast 
If you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main platforms and on our website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice. Why not try a subscription to Olive Magazine this summer and get the very best recipes delivered to help inspire your cooking? To take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only £5, just go to buysubscriptions.com, allpod720. That's O-L-P-O-D 720. Terms and conditions apply. Stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to. Thank you.